Hey, you listening. Do you provide a service or happen to have a business or are you hosting your own event? Advertise it here on Let Me Find Out, a witty take on all things life, where the listeners can find out the 411 about your service, business, or event. Not only find out about today's lifestyle and culture in a witty way, but also let others find out about the service, business, or event you're promoting. It's definitely a win-win. Contact your girl, Nikki Washington, at lmfopodcast at gmail.com for details. You still listening? Let me find out. Hey everybody, it's your girl Nikki Washington. Welcome to another edition of Let Me Find Out, a witty take on life and culture. So glad that you could join us yet again for another fun-filled week of all things life. Hey, if you're new to the show, first of all, as I always say every week, welcome you once, welcome you twice, welcome you in the name of, huh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know I'm a church girl, I had to do it. But anyway, so yeah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining. I don't know how you found us, but I'm just glad that you did. So because I'm glad that you did and because you did find us I want you to stay a while and the way that you can do that is hitting that subscribe button so that you get notifications when the show is up every week usually they're up every Wednesday sometimes Thursday most of the time it's Wednesday I've been playing with the date back and forth to see which one is a better date for everyone so right now it's Wednesday so yeah if you would be so kind as to hit that subscribe button let me know that it's real and this is for my day ones and my new friends alike if you could do me a huge huge favor I know I I say it every week but it's important every week that's why I'm saying it again so if you could um, leave a comment on the show hit that rating button in your iTunes or Google Play um, app and let me know that you're listening let me know that you're vibing and what you think of the show all of these things help us to be found by people who might not find us otherwise so if you would do that for me I'd greatly appreciate it also feel free to share on social media and I'll repost it let me know what you think um, as I always say whether your opinion is good bad or indifferent I think that everything sharpens us and helps us to become better so thank you in advance for helping me to become better so yeah this week show is in line with what we've been talking about um, it's not the same subject exactly but it's along the same vein right so we've been specifically talking about relationships the last couple of weeks and so today by popular demand we are going to be talking about the difference between being friended versus being friend zoned and how you might prefer one over the other. I know most people think both of them are bad, but I am not of the persuasion that both are bad. So I'm going to tell you what my thoughts are and I'm gonna cite my sources because you know I believe in data to back up uh, the things that we say. I believe in spirituality and I also believe in practicality. So we're gonna talk about it all. Um, thank you again for sticking around and without further ado, let's get into it. All right, y'all, you know what time it is. It's time for that what you meme moment of the day. This week's meme is brought to you, as always, by an unsighted source. So for anyone who's new, what you meme is a moment where we look at a meme that has been popularized on the internet, or as George W. likes to say, the internets, <laughs> and we say, okay, is it fact or fiction? Is it funny or not? Where do we fall on the lines of it? And um, originally, for anyone who might be curious, we started the what you meme moment because I discovered that on this journey of social media um, exploration, you find a lot of stuff that's been created in memes and quotes that are, isn't completely accurate or it's just kind of internet fluff but because it's out there and it's so um, the internet is so saturated which is kind of all kinds of stuff we like to reason and figure out okay is it true or is it just a bunch of fluff so that's what we're doing with this week's meme 
um, as we do every week. So this week is a girl, I can't remember her name, but I know she's an actress, so I'm not gonna even attempt to try to think of who she is. But anyway, so it's a picture of a girl from a um, movie and she's looking down at her phone and she's smiling. And the caption reads, when a girl replies, aw, thanks, it means she politely asking you to return to the friend zone that you just tried to escape from. <laughs> So that's the meme in totality. It's in line with our theme, uh, being friended versus being friend zoned. So, um, do where do we fall on this? So, at first glance, of course, it's lighthearted, haha, we're funny, right? Um, but at the heart of it, I actually don't agree with this meme, and I'll tell you why. So. I genuinely get touched when people do kind gestures. It's just, uh, you know, acts of service is one of my love languages, right? And quality time. So I genuinely appreciate when someone does something nice, when someone goes out of their way to show love, you know, things of that nature. And sometimes my response is, oh, thanks. It doesn't mean that I'm putting you in the friend zone. It just means I am sincere in the way that I am uh, showing gratitude toward you. So although I understand what they're saying, I think it actually is quite funny. Now, I do have some phrases, though. I ain't gonna front that if I say these phrases, <laughs> if I say these phrases, I know in my mind I am like, you know, relegating someone to the friend zone but we'll talk about that later on the show but yeah so in the case of this meme being accurate i would say this week it is not all right let's get into the meat of the show we are talking about being friended versus being friend zoned so we're going to talk about the ways that you can tell if you have been friend zoned and what you can do about it if anything and we're gonna talk about being friended and what that looks like on the front end of getting to know someone before you possibly take it to the next level. So, let's start with the first. Friend zoned. Now, we know that being friend zoned comes with a negative connotation. I think everyone can agree on that, right? Recently, I read an article with the Phoenix New York Times, or excuse me, <laughs> Phoenix New York Times, because that's two different cities. <laughs> The Phoenix New Times, excuse me, the Phoenix New Times, which is New Times, which is a local paper there. And they talked about what it means to be um, put in the friend zone and some ways that you can tell. So we're gonna read some of them, then we're gonna give our own two cents and see where we come, you know, come to the table on the subject. So, number 10. Again, we're talking about ways you can tell if you're being friend zoned. And I'm gonna read this article which speaks from a woman's perspective because I am a woman. So you can kind of flip it, fellas, and don't be like, well, I care, what about the women? You know what I'm saying. So let's, let's get into it. Number 10, ways that you can tell if you are being friend zoned or if you have been friend zoned. Um, she talks to you about other women she thinks might be interested in you. Interesting. So the article goes on to say, that if uh, the person you're romantically interested in is talking about other people she thinks you maybe uh, should pursue or may be interested in, chances are she has already relegated you to the friend zone. I tend to agree with this um, author's uh, perspective because no one, man or woman, um, will recommend you to start dating someone or pursuing someone or be open to another relationship if in fact they are truly interested in you, not in a real way. Now, let me give a disclaimer before I finish this list and before I go on. I understand that there are some people who do a whole bait and switch thing. So in other words, they, they play games and they tend to do a left-handed uh, thing to get a right-handed response and so forth and so on. So there are some people who will like kind of nudge you to talk to other people or, or act like they're not interested in all this other stuff, but they're doing it to try to bait and switch because they don't want to show their hand. Uh, that's a whole nother conversation. So I understand that exists, but we're talking about people who are for the most part straightforward straight up and are you know 
you know, trying to, trying to figure it out. So, um, again, if she's talking to you about, um, getting to know someone relationally, like, yeah, I have a girlfriend I want to hook you up with. Chances are she's not looking at you like that. So sis, if you, if, if he's saying to you, you know what, you, you going to find a real good man one day. Chances are he might not be looking at you like that. So again, just some context clues to help uh, anyone out there who might uh, be unsure whether they're in the friend zone or not. Number nine, she describes you with similar positive adjectives to how she describes her dog. Now, wait a minute. Like the, <laughs> this is what the author is saying. And I get what they're trying to say, although I thought that like a dog comparison, that's a little much. Yeah. So they said the problem with being described the same way as her dog is that she most likely isn't interested in being romantically involved with her dog. That's funny. Uh, when she starts to use the same words like friendly, silly, adorable, etc., for you as she does for her uh, beloved puppy, take that as a serious friend zone warning sign. After all, a, um, a woman's best friend, not anything more. I'm sorry. After all, uh, a dog is a woman's best friend, not anything more. Okay. I get what they're saying. So I get that. Um, I don't know if I agree or not. Y'all, what y'all think? Hit me up uh, while you listen to this and DM me and tell me, oh yeah, I agree with number nine or I don't. Do you think that if someone uses adjectives the same they use uh, their puppy or something like that, that means that you're friend zoned? I don't know. I understand what they're saying though. But again, I know some people who use very like silly adjectives for people and it's nothing more than that. So I don't know about that and we'll table that one for later. Number eight, you go to get food together and hang out a lot, but it's never really a date. So for example, if you're going to get food together and, um, they're always bringing friends along or it's always a group activity, things of that nature. I think that that might be an indication y'all that you have been placed in the friend zone. So the article says there's a fine line between friendly dining experience and actual date, but it's one you have to figure out if you're going to recognize whether you've been friend zoned. The easiest way of determining this one, other than just asking, is to go on, excuse me, to go to one restaurant that's clearly a date spot. Dress up a little bit and go to, to a somewhat fancy restaurant. Treat it like a date. If she seems weird about it, then it definitely wasn't a date. Also, if it's early in your possible friend zoning, there's no harm in asking whether it's a date or not. This is very bold. <laughs> Now, mind you, these uh, views and opinions are not uh, necessarily the views and opinions of myself. I'm just reading you the article. As with all articles I read on the show, we chew the meat and spit out the bones. So this number eight um, is one of the things where I would have to chew the meat and spit out the bones. The bones being um, go on a makeshift date is basically what they're recommending. I would not recommend doing that only because I think there are many other ways, fellas, that you can figure out if a woman is feeling you other than putting yourself out there on a date like this. Or a would-be date. And then you're playing with your own emotions and disappointment ensues. And you don't want to do that to yourself. So I don't know that I would um, act like I was going on a date with somebody to figure out if I'm in the friend zone or not. I think that's a lot. And you're spending your hard-earned money on that. Like, you ain't got to do all that. So I think for this one, I wouldn't agree with this. But if y'all want to, you know, get it how you live. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't think that's necessary. So again, we're talking about the ways that you can tell if you have been friend-zoned. Okay, what's the next one? Let's see. Number seven, she consistently tells you what an awesome friend you are. 
Yeah, I'd say that's pretty straightforward. The article goes on to say, a lot of the time when a lady is trying to get the message across to a guy that their relationship will only ever be platonic, she takes an extra effort to tell the guy how much he means to her as a friend. Part of this is probably to reinforce the quote friend aspect, but it's also likely because she doesn't want you to lose, or excuse me, doesn't want to lose you as a friend when you eventually give up on getting her as a girlfriend. I think this is interesting. So if I could translate this in church terms, y'all, um, in the in this article, uh, this person is saying, when someone's always constantly uh, telling you you're a friend or calling you friend, like, hey, friend, hey, friend, I would say in church terms, when a man or woman is constantly calling you bro or sis. <laughs> so um, I am a former, um, I guess, bro overdoser like I don't know what how you would coin that or word that but my close close friends know that I have been delivered from the bro factor in that I used to bro people I was not interested in to death y'all <laughs> like I would reiterate over and over and over and, and the thing is y'all I sincerely didn't know I was doing it meaning I didn't know I was saying it that much but I knew what I was doing when I said it so I would say it to people just to let them know hey look I'm this is it's nothing more than what it is because I'm overall I consider myself a pretty jovial pretty friendly person um, and so because of that there were times where I was like, hmm, I think you're coming around the corner a different way. So as soon as I sensed that, I'd be like, bro, broski, bro ham, bro sub. <laughs> Just because I wanted to be clear, this is how I see you. So, um, and, and, I, that's just how I've been so all that to say um, I don't do it nearly as much like I said I've been delivered um, but when I and so here's my my parameter right initially as a greeting I still think there's nothing wrong calling somebody bro or sis um, but if I've known somebody for a long period of time and let's say we six months into being friends and I'm still calling you bro then it's pretty much how I see you like if, if it's the first week that I know you or the first two weeks I know you and I'm like, hey, bro, I'm genuinely being platonic because that's how I see you. But if there's time has passed and there's kind of progressed and it's been very clear that there's more to it than that, then I, I'll drop the bro title. But now I've gotten to the point where if I'm even remotely interested in somebody, I'm not throwing out that title. It, if I throw a bro out when I first, 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 first meet somebody, it's generally because I don't see them like that at all all so so i mean that's my own little achilles and again it's something that i'm working on now there are some exceptions to the rule because it's muscle memory for a lot of us who are in church we might say it and we don't mean it like that so again that's why it's kind of hard to tell what's friend zone and what's not because there might be sometimes where you just kind of running on your default and you throw out a bro or a sus and you really are not friend zoning them but you're just so used to saying it um but for me most times when i say it i mean it so <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think that's interesting. So again, the language they use in describing you is basically what the art, uh, article is citing. Um, the next one is, uh, let's see, her friends tell you that you've been friend zoned. Well, I think that's pretty straightforward, don't y'all? <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty straightforward. I don't know if we even need to explain that. Um, generally speaking, unless her friends are haters or his friends are haters, if they basically tell you like, look, it ain't it ain't nothing to it shouty like that's <laughs> that's really what it is that's how i would say if i still lived in atlanta ain't nothing to it shouty she ain't looking at you like that or he ain't he ain't feeling you like that but y'all could be friends so uh yeah i tend to agree 
with that. Okay, the next one is, she feels comfortable telling you everything. All right, so this can be a little tricky. Okay, so I'm gonna try to explain it. The reason why this can be tricky is because if you're in a full-on relationship and you love each other, you want to be able to confide in your spouse. At least I do. I want to be able to tell my spouse uh, my deepest heart's desires, my deepest fears, all of that stuff without reservation and hesitation. But there's a space and window in which you do that, right? So. Um, in my opinion, if you are new in, so things progress, right? We have levels to this, right? You don't treat um, an acquaintance like you would treat a friend. You don't treat a friend like you treat a good friend. You don't treat a good friend like you treat a boyfriend. You don't treat a boyfriend like you treat a husband. Like there are levels to this, right? This is just my, my thoughts, opinions, and views. And because there are levels to the, this, there are also levels to the type of access we give to people. So if someone's giving you access like that, meaning they're telling you all of their business, like from day one chances are they don't care like about you in that way because the reality of it is um, a lot of people are trying to put their best foot forward as many times as people be like what you see is what you get the reality of it is you don't meet somebody and as soon as you meet them they walking around in the clothes they cut the lawn in and they're trying everybody's trying to put their best foot forward that doesn't mean that you're fake that just means that you want to be what presentable and part of being presentable is that you get to know someone and then you share with them as you deem them trustworthy and as you deem them someone that you want in your intimate space emotionally with that being said um, anytime someone you've known for um, a, a brief period of time or maybe as you progressed in friendship they feel like they can tell you just everything under the sun um, with any disregard to what you perceive of them or what you think of them um, chances are that they're really not looking at you like that so if um, a girl for example is talking to you about the guys that she dates and um, uh, the the thoughts behind um, her relationships in the past and she's giving you just everything and um, and talking to you about how she thinks such such is attractive and da, da, da. if she's talking to you bro about how she feels like if she's talking to you about somebody in her life and like he is so fine this that, and third chances are you've been friend zoned ladies the same thing if she's talking to, if he's talking to you about how he thinks such and such is fine and he wants to have such and such on a date and he's giving all the tea about um what he thinks of women in a very explicit way chances are you've been friend zoned because um no man or woman wants you to perceive them a certain way um, when they're talking to you about relationships. And no man or no woman is going to talk about their would-be relationships or their desires relationally um, in other people to you if you're not in the friend zone. Does that make sense? It's a sticky subject, though. I'm trying to explain the best way I can, but it is a sticky subject because, again, um, let's say if you are married or engaged or you in a serious relationship, you want to be able to confide in your spouse like all cards on the table face up all trust right you want to be able to confide in your spouse but I think what they're saying is uh, when you confide in someone um, in ways that um, basically uh, leave less to the imagination and cause you to um, let the person know that you have total disregard to to how they perceive you relationally i hope that makes sense if it doesn't y'all let me know but i'm trying to explain this way i can so yeah the article actually says there's a certain level of secrecy in court in the courting process that makes the whole thing go smoothly this doesn't mean directly lying to the person you're trying to become romantic with it's more about leaving out some of the less than stellar details in order to make yourself seem like a more suitable mate if she starts going in depth about her recent trip to the doctor or traumatic or trauma that unfolded 
uh, in her last relationship, it's pretty safe to say she um, has assumed that you've been firmly planted in the friend zone. So I don't totally agree with this point in that I don't believe there should be um, lying or veiled ambiguity uh, when it comes to getting to know someone. Um, or even just like leaving less than stellar details about yourself on the table. I don't believe that. I believe that as you get to know people, things unfold naturally. And so you can talk about your less than great experience at the doctor or how you had a traumatic experience where you scraped your knee when you was little, like all that stuff comes with time. But, um, if someone's talking to you about that, in my opinion, either they have no filter, which can be problematic in a relationship or they don't look at you in that way. Um, so yeah. Um, and then I also think just a little caveat, if someone's treating you like their therapist, again, that is a good sign that you've been friend zone. That is a very good sign that you've been friend zone because, um, anytime you have an imbalance of someone only, only always coming to you when they have an issue and literally dumping on you everything all the time, all the time, chances are you've been friend zone. So again, those are some, some key things to note. As I always say, cause I know somebody's listening right now and you're like, now, wait a minute, Nikki, I don't know about there. <laughs> there are exceptions to every rule, but generally speaking, these are some of the things that, that we notice. So. Let's see if there's anything else while we're doing this. Okay. So let's see. We've talked about all the different tips just to kind of recap because I want to close out this, this topic. So again, if she talks to you about other women, she thinks you might be interested in chances are you might be, might've been friend zoned. Um, if she describes you with similar adjectives to her puppy, um, if you go to get food together, um, but it's never really a date date. Um, if she consistently tells uh, you what an awesome friend you are or in my case if someone's broing you <laughs> or sissing you for the uh, fellas um, number uh, six I think it was a uh, if you two um, actually no I back up it's if your if her friends tell you that you've been friend zoned I think that's pretty self-explanatory um, next one again if she feels comfortable telling you everything um, again, that one is a little tricky because I wouldn't let make that a hard fast rule y'all. Cause I think there's exceptions to that and there's kind of stuff to navigate around that. But generally speaking, that's what it is. Uh, next, um, and final, I would say, uh, let's see, there's a, this a whole list, but I'm trying to think of which one I think is the most important thing. <laughs> um, let's see. I covered that one kind of. Yeah, I think that's it. If y'all have any additional ones, y'all let me know. What do you think are some telltale signs that you have been friend zoned and ain't nothing changing? Like, I think we pretty much covered the general ones, but if you have some, you can hit me up where? You can hit me up on Nick, <laughs> N-I-K-K, last name Washington, at wherever you log on.com. I use Instagram more than any social media. Um, I try to check Facebook and Snapchat and Twitter as much as I can, but if I'm honest, I do not use them nearly as much. I probably use Instagram um, more than I use all the other social media outlets combined. But if you connect with me on any of them, I will gladly add you and we could chop it up. So I'd love to hear your opinion on the subject. You can tell me, you know, and Nikki, you're on it because I've actually done that or I've had that done that done to me. Or you can say, no, and Nikki, I didn't agree with none of that list. And this is why, because me and my husband had all those things and we still got together. So if that's true, I would love to hear those stories. So yeah, hit me up and let me know. Now let's talk a little bit about if you've been put in that zone and you want to get out because there are some people that have successfully navigated themselves out of the friend zone. <laughs> so if you uh, are like, you know what? I think I'm in the friend zone, Nikki, but I really think I, like this is a bad decision on his or her part and I am perfect for them and I want to pursue or I want him to pursue. Um, I would ask you first to 
um, assess the why behind you wanting to be unfriend zoned. <laughs> and the only reason why I say that is because I think a lot of times uh, we have to be very careful to make sure that you are not trying to climb out of that zone. Um, for the sheer sake of ego and what I mean by that is there are some people that don't really want what they say they want they just like the thrill of the chase there are some people that don't want what they say they want they just want to know they can have it so do you really desire to uh, get to know that person and be with that person and you think that it's a potential good relationship or do you just not like being told no like you have to ask yourself those hard tough questions do you just want the trophy do you just want to be able to say you you got that like you that was all you like we really have to assess now if you feel like after all that assessing like no Nikki I honestly and genuinely enjoy who this person is and I feel like we would be a good match then I'm not opposed to you trying to shoot your shot now do know that when you shoot your shot there is a good chance um, that they're gonna be like no I don't see you in any other way um, but I honestly believe that if it's God and everyone's open to being receptive to what God wants now don't get me wrong I believe that God gives us choice and then he breathes on our choice and so if if we are all open I know people, I know a lot of people who are happily married who, who said, guys who said, yeah, she put me in a friend zone first, but I navigated that thing. <laughs> and I know girls who said the same thing. So I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm saying assess your why, uh, pray before you uh, proceed. And then if it's God's will, then I believe that it'll work out in the end. So that's my little two cents. Y'all let me know what y'all's two cents is. And uh, yeah, as always, you're listening to Let Me Find Out. All right, now we're in the third quarter of our show. We are talking about friend did versus friend zoned. Um, we just got through talking about what it means to be friend zoned, how you can tell, how you can try to navigate out if that's your desire and what all that looks like. Now we're flipping the switch. We're talking about being friend did. So in my opinion, what it means to be friend did is that someone is getting to know you um, without agenda. So they're literally discovering um, what type of friend you can be. I am of the persuasion that being friends first in a courtship is um, essential because I feel like that if you are able to be friends first, you lay a great foundation for a relationship. Um, it doesn't mean you go into being friends with the intent of being in a relationship, but I believe that in the friend um, season of your life with someone that you're talking to, you get to know who they are, you get to explore different topics, see how they are in every season of life, and overall it just makes for a more balanced friendship and balanced relationship if you should go there. Now, what I found interesting y'all because you know your girl's a data girl facts and figures I need the numbers so I read an article on today.com that talked about a um, study that had been done by the National Bureau of Economic Research um, which uh, talked about the different levels of happiness in a marriage um, happiness pre-marriage happiness post-marriage happiness with cohabitating before marriage like the whole gamut so they talked about it and in just they basically said that and I think we all knew this one right they said that the people who get married or excuse me people who live together before they get married are more likely to get divorced and I think most of us knew that because um, that statistic tends to float around a lot so if you get uh, um, I'm sorry if you cohabitate before you get married you're more likely to end in divorce than if you get married and then live together so I tend to agree with that and also on the spiritual side um, I don't believe that uh, cohabitating before marriage is God's will now I know some Christians who decided to, to live together before they got married and said they you know could maintain abstinence and they did well and this then the third and that's fine for for people who who feel like they can do that as for me in my house I will not be getting in a, a housing situation before I marry my husband that's just where I live with it so um, I uh, wholeheartedly agree that if you 
uh, do not live together before you get married, you're more likely to succeed. And then they also talked about, which I thought was an interesting statistic. They said that those people who get married 23 and over are more likely to stay married than those who get married between the ages of 18 and 23. Interesting, but not surprising, right? Because most of the time you don't even know what, what's your up from your down when you're 18 years old. You don't know your left from your right. You're just kind of all over the place. Your brain is not even fully functioning and formed until what? You're like 25, 26. Isn't that what the scientists say? So like to be able to uh, navigate a marriage at 19, I'm not saying it's not possible because I know there's some people that have been married for 30 years and they got married when they was 18. So I'm not saying it's not possible, y'all. I'm just saying I understand the statistics. So um, I think that's interesting. But the, the statistic that I thought was most interesting and most relevant to our conversation is it said that people who established a friendship first before marriage ended up in general staying married longer um, and also being more happy in their marriage. Isn't that interesting? It said that one reason this study gives for why marriages remain so satisfying uh, in the role of friendship, um, the studies found that well-being affects uh, of marriage are about twice as large for those whose spouses are their best friends. I'm just saying, I didn't make it up. Today.com said it, y'all. So I just, I'm just going to agree with today.com. I'm just saying it makes so much sense because when you think about it, when you know somebody from a friend aspect first, you get to know who they are without the, the, the blur of being mesmerized by how handsome he is or how wonderful he is or how you could see yourself in a relationship. Like you get to be able to navigate through the space of, you know what, you, you, I'm treating you like the homie. You are my friend, my ace boon coon, and we gonna rock as friends. And if there should be an attraction, I'm gonna push to the side to get to know who you are as a friend. Because the reality of it is, until you get to know somebody in a very core, basic way, you could be so attracted to them, but it won't matter if y'all can't get along, right? <laughs> it doesn't matter how fine she is, fellas. If she's like hellish at the house, no one wants to live with a, a contentious person. Or ladies, it doesn't matter how like fine he is, if he's just like ornery, no one wants to live with an ornery person and have to deal with that day in and day out. So um, being satisfied in friendship, y'all are being um, like-minded in a lot of ways. Not that you're the same, because I also um, don't necessarily know that I agree with uh, uh, marrying a spitting image of yourself personality-wise. Like, I think you're not a copy of your mate. You're a compliment to your mate. So um, I am of the persuasion that it's okay to be opposites. Um, and it's okay to have differences as long as you have commonality and your core is the same. If your nucleus is the same, in other words, you have core beliefs that match when it comes to uh, spirituality, when it comes to practicality, when it comes to morality, when it comes to um, uh, just kin kinship in a lot of ways. Now, if we don't like the same food, that I don't know that that's a deal breaker. Um, if we don't like the same music, that might be a deal breaker. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> You know, I love music. Uh, so if you don't like old school R&B, that might be a deal breaker with me. I'm just saying. <laughs> In all seriousness, it's okay that you don't like the same things. Um, however, I think at the core, there are some things that need to be uh, laid foundationally because if you're sharing um, a household and you are being led by a man who is um, adamant about certain things, you want to make sure that you align with that so that you can uh, walk together. Because again, how can we walk together unless we agree? So I think those things matter. And then like the article cites, scientifically speaking, there's just something to be said by someone who puts friendship first. So do y'all agree with what the, the article saying do you think that it is true that if you are friends first you are more likely to have a successful relationship or do you think it's just kind of fluff
let me know. You know what you can do. You can let me know by hitting me up on social media. It's Nick, N-I-K-K, last name Washington, at wherever you're logged on. And let me know. Like, I, again, I, I know that there are exceptions to every rule. I know there are people who, who started dating and then got married and they lived happily ever after, right? Got you. But I also think that when you take time in the friend phase of life, that it lends itself to again a more stable foundation now let me be clear i'm not saying that you are supposed to stay friends for seven eight nine months and then like i think at the point that you know that you're interested in someone there needs to be intentional steps of building friendship um to see who this person is at the core and then when i think you get to the courting phase that's i've established that i'm interested in you beyond a friend now i'm trying to see if we are compatible relationally which is another layer on top of the friendship so friendship is there is no we're not putting attraction first we're putting the person first we're getting to know the person and then when you go into courtship okay now i'm putting the person first in addition to the fact that i'm attracted to you in an intimate way now when i say this i'm not talking about fornication let's be clear because you know somebody's like yes put the intimacy first. That's, <laughs> that's not what i'm talking about fam <laughs> i'm talking about the whole layer of i'm attracted to you and I want to be your friend. Now, let me also say this. I understand that you're not going to meet somebody fine and just be like, you know what? I'm just not going to see your fineness. Oh, and I'm just going to be your friend. I get that. I, I get that. I live that. Okay. I understand that um, you, someone, is, the, the attractive factor doesn't go away just because you're like, I'm intentionally trying to be their friend. It just means you're not leading with that. Right. It just means in, in addition to finding them attractive, you're like, you know what? I want to get to know you as a friend. Cause like, like I said, somebody could be the most attractive person in the world, spiritually, physically, or any kind of way you want to um, swing it. But it doesn't mean that they're necessarily for you. That's why you're in this place of discovery. So I just think overall friendship is a good foundation. Um, and then it also leaves you a little margin um, to decide what this person is to you. And you, you don't have to try to backpedal out of anything because you didn't go any, into anything hasty. Um, I don't think a friendship uh, exploration phase, if you're interested and you know that you're getting to know somebody to see who they are in that way, I don't think it should be drawn out because that's another thing that I think some people do um, out of uh, uh, several different uh, factors. A lot of it is just um, people being uncertain of what they want, which understandable, but I don't think you should string somebody along till you figure it out. There are some people who are afraid to go to the next level so they drag it out which again I don't think you should do that to anybody and then ladies we wouldn't want that done to us so we shouldn't do that to anybody either I think it's a very intentional process of getting to know people so that we can discover where to place them in our lives um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with being a friend did so that's how I feel about it I could go on and on but I think y'all get the gist let me know what you think and as always you're listening to let me find out And this week's scripture comes from Luke 6 and 31, and it simply reads, do to others as you would have them do to you. So this scripture is not all out screaming about friendship, but I thought it was important to mention in this episode simply because I think um, as a community, if we take a do unto others as you would have them do unto you mentality first, it will cause us to carry each other with a level of care, a level of love, and a level of respect that will eliminate a lot of misunderstanding, a lot of hurt feelings, and a lot of broken hearts. So I want to encourage you and all of you getting to know people um, and becoming friends with people, be honest, be upfront, be direct, and carry people in a way that you would want somebody to carry your heart, knowing that we are our brother's keeper, we are our sister's keeper, and at the end of the day, hearts matter, lives matter, and they're important to God, so they should be important to us.
find out a witty take on life and culture with Nikki Washington. 